Hi everyone welcome to another episode of my podcast uh, we have a very special guest today joining all the way from South Africa we have Jesse Switchblade of Deadline joining the podcast hi Jesse how you doing are you well i'm good how about you good 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 been a bit sick this week but good <laughs> <laughs> so Jesse how is the situation in South Africa i know that you guys are playing live now right Yeah, we're playing small gigs, um, but obviously they only let X amount of people in per venue. Um, and although they ask us to practice social distancing and stuff, it's not that easy when you play live. Right. But uh, but but I mean, it's it's like you you are limited to fifty percent of capacity. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, and most of the venues are very small anyway. So. Unfortunately, right. metal, isn't, metal isn't very big in the country, so most of our venues are, yeah. <laughs> even, if we had, even if we had full capacity, I don't think many people would be at risk. <laughs> right, right. So what was your last gig? So we played a very interesting gig last weekend um, near an airfield, at a, at a bar near an airfield. Um, it was actually a goth party, and uh, they do these... monthly goth goth parties every sunday but they haven't done one for three years so they decided to have their first one their first comeback show last week and they asked us to play this is very interesting <laughs> very interesting yeah so so jesse uh, for people who don't know who, who deadline is can you quickly tell tell me about deadline uh, how how would you describe deadline and also tell about the li- lineup so uh, we're an old school heavy metal band um we kind of have the the we, we kind of we we hard to so we call ourselves the new wave of south african heavy metal because we it's it's hard to give us a genre you can hear the the older influences like in my voice you can hear the the metallica in the riffs you can hear the judas priest and the iron maiden and accept um yeah. some people hear hammerfall some people hear blind guardian some people so we we basically take the best of all those worlds from from back in the 80s early 90s and we mash it all up into what we call new wave of south african heavy metal we're a five piece band we've got a drummer his name is Dizzy Sticks we got a bassist um called Damian Dread he's just recently joined the band in November uh he replaced our original bassist Baz Steel then we got two lead and rhythm guitarists uh the Sculprit and Judgmental and then myself on vocals Jesse Switchblade Right, right. So Jesse, before we talk about Deadline, can you tell me a little bit about your childhood and your like earliest uh, memories of music? Earliest memories of music. So look, for as long as I for as long as I remember, I always wanted to be a professional football player. Um <laughs> and um my parents my parents tried to get me into music, but I just wouldn't bite and so I eventually heard Dire Straits. and Dire Straits was like my gateway drug from Dire Straits I got Queen from Queen to ACDC to Led Zeppelin and then one day I went to Portugal because I'm I'm actually Portuguese my, most of my family is in Portugal and I went to Portugal and um my cousin was obsessed with Iron Maiden I used to go to Catholic school they used to tell us that Iron Maiden was satanic <laughs> and he had all the posters on the wall and I just I was in love with it I was like what is this whatever this is I want a part of it so the one day just before lunch i asked him to play me aces um to play me live after death on vinyl right 
when I put Love After Death on, I became, I don't know if it was obsessed, addicted, transfixed, possessed, I don't know. Since that day, it's, it's yeah, I've, I've sworn allegiance to heavy metal. I think after Winston's, you know Ace's Eye off, off that album, after Winston Churchill's speech comes on, on Love After Death, and then it goes straight into Ace's Eye. Right. Something went off in me, and I was like, whatever this is, I want to be a part of it. <laughs> <laughs> I think I listened to it ten times in a row. The the second song on the on the on the live album is Two Minutes to Midnight. I only right. got two minutes. I only got to Two Minutes to Midnight like an hour later because I kept playing Ace's Eye over and over. <laughs> right. Uh, so how did how did that? I mean, did you try like how did you figure out that you want to become a vocalist, uh, or did you try it out like been playing guitar or what? What? How? How? How was the process? So you know when we were young we. And like so, when I got into heavy metal, it was 1991, 1992. So, we we at the same time, grunge started becoming a thing. Right. Um, and I got into so I got into the heavy metal genres very quickly. So I went from Maiden to Halloween, to Metallica, Megadeth, Anthrax, Slayer, Cannibal Corpse, Carcass. You know, so within months, I had I had gone through the most extreme genres, and then I discovered grunge, and I quite enjoyed grunge, unlike most right. other metal groups. I loved Alice in Chains, loved Soundgarden, loved Pearl Jam. So my earliest sort of um, idea of starting a band is I started a grunge band right? called Dive, which was named after a Nirvana song. And I used to play guitar and um, vocals, but I um, very quickly realized that I can't sit still. And I love throwing myself off, off speakers and I love jumping into the crowd. And I love, yeah, I'm a very busy front man. So I was like, I can't do this with a guitar. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then I just, uh, yeah, then I decided, look, I'm going to be a vocalist. But then, between going to university and at a stage I played semi-professional football and stuff like there was just no time for, for music. And then I was very blessed that, that I was able to, after not having played music for 10, 11 years, uh, around about in 2012, myself and a few friends started a Metallica tribute act called Gunship. Right. And that was the first time uh, I decided to take it seriously. And then, um, yeah, and then like I could do what James Hetfield is doing vocally but I could jump up and down and throw myself into the crowd and just add that extra bit to the show. And then, yeah, and then I never looked back after that. Right, right. <laughs> because uh, when I see the the pictures, like the photos of Deadline, uh, the ones I see, I see that like, so that, that sort of the dangerous band sort of view, like, you yeah. know, like Motley <laughs> Crue, like, you know. <laughs> no, look, we... Look, the guy. Most of the guys are quite relaxed. I'm the I'm the crazy one. <laughs> um, but uh, you know the thing is, we play old school heavy metal in a country that doesn't have a big uh, a big fan base, and right. the people that do listen to metal, yeah, they listen to either metalcore or deathcore or death metal. So our thing is, when we go out to put on a show, we go on to put on the best possible show. So deadline show is, I mean, I sing with a two meter long chain. You know, there's not a show that I leave where I'm not bleeding, or one of the band members is bleeding. So we put a lot into it. There's a lot of passion. There's a lot of energy. Um, you know, the other day I ripped my pants. There's always, yeah, there's always something that goes down. Like we give that extra because the, the general, like this current generation don't really like that type of music. Right. You know? right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> so Jesse, you, you said you like, you, you're, you're pursuing playing football. Do you still play football or? No, 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 I'll break my legs now. <laughs> I'm too old now. No, I, I used to love it. I, I've, I've still played semi-pro years ago. 
but I'm talking early 2000s, late 90s, uh, when I was still studying. But then, uh, you know, I actually, I, I, be, I, I got a law degree. So I started practicing law and then everything died, football, music, for, for quite some time. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, so, so you started a tribute, Metallica tribute band. So from that, what's the journey to actually starting uh, forming Deadline? So it's quite a funny one. Um, the, 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 the guys that were with me in, in Gunship were extremely, extremely talented guys, but very hard to get along. So we, I mean, we were worse than, I mean, I don't think there was a band more volatile than us in the world. Every week, a new guy was firing another guy when a new guy was quitting. And we'd always just get back together in time for a big show. And we developed quite a big following countrywide. I mean, we did, look, we did, we did long shows, you know, hour and a half, we would play stuff like Leper Messiah, Disposable Heroes, you know, things that people wanted to hear, Holier Than Thou, not only Master, Battery, you know. And um, right. but the problem is it wasn't sustainable, man. We were fighting. They should have actually filmed some kind of document, uh, some kind of monster documentary about us. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, at the same time, when, when we lost our guitarist, uh, Raven Chaos, the guy that started Deadline, he came to audition for us. And he failed miserably. <laughs> Sorry, Raven. And uh, I then called him aside and I was like, play some of the stuff, some of your riffs. And he, he, he had very nice, catchy, basic, hard rock riffs. And I was like, why don't you start a band? And he then took that and spoke to our friend Basil, who's the uh, biggest metalhead you'll ever meet, but he never picked up an instrument. And he taught Baz how to play the bass guitar. And that's how Deadline started. He then right. came up to me a few weeks later and he was like, would you mind helping lyrics and uh, just assisting with uh, what the song needs, you know, arrangements, things like that. And at the time, I just made a promise to him. I was like, sure, I'll do this. Um, if you form a band, I'll be in the band and let's get this, let's get this thing going. But at the start, I didn't want to be in it, eh? but I'd made a promise. <laughs> so I ended up being... I was in Gunship, I was in Deadline, and then I started a Motley Crue tribute act called Motley Who. I was on right. bass. Eventually, <laughs> <laughs> oh. I stuck to Deadline. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when I when I saw first saw saw your band's pictures and you know heard about Deadline, the one thing that really catched my eye is all the battle vests that you guys were wearing. <laughs> it's so crazy because I, I'm a big fan of that. I have my own uh, battle vest. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. Yeah, listen, we got. I've got three. I'm working on number four at the moment. Right. Our original founding member, Raven, I think he's got seven. So I think, look, it, it comes down to our scene had become very, I mean, if you come to South Africa, like I told you, it's, it's very metalcore, deathcore. The guys don't really wear the leather pants. The guys don't wear the the battle jackets. And we, we generally, I mean, we, we're very blessed. We're able to travel overseas every year to go to festivals, to go to Vakan, to go to Kraspov, to go to Hellfest. So we are, we just decided to bring that back. And you'll be surprised from the first time we played in 2015 to now, you'll be surprised how many people are now wearing battle vests at, at, at South African metal shows. It's incredible. Right. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's, re it's, re it's really something that set apart the, you know, that old school, metalheads right <laughs> 100%. if you see someone in a battle vest you're like hey you 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 want to meet <laughs> right you know it's a yeah. form of identity you know you want to chat that guy you want to have a beer with him you want to know about those patches you know yeah so so you you said you have three what what what, what do you have on your back patch 
So, one is my favorite, my favorite album. One is my favorite band, and one is my favorite album artwork, something like that. <laughs> so, my one I've got Appetite for Destruction, which for many years was most, most probably my favorite album of all time. I was right. uh, when I was a kid, I was obsessed with Guns and Roses. Although, if you ask me now, I must probably tell you my favorite album is Ride the Lightning. But uh, for years, it was Appetite. Then the second one I've got is my favorite band, Iron Maiden. I've got uh, Somewhere in Time. And then my third one, I've got one of my favorite album covers, which is Screaming for Vengeance, Judas Priest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fuck, I mean, it doesn't get better than that. And now the new one I'm making is with a deadline backpatch. Right, right. Yeah, I, ha I have one. Uh, my backpack is the J James Hetfield patch, Eat Fuck, the, <laughs> the patch. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's cool. That's cool. Yeah, that's cool. How, how is the scene there by you guys? Um, yeah, I think Philippine uh, the the scene is uh, quite there's a big big following, and uh, we are not very choosy in a sense because we follow like any band that comes over here, we will go and watch. Uh, so right. there's a big underground following also for especially for black and death metal. There's a big following. There's a lot of local bands. Uh, for trash and you know glam stuff there's it's it bit less but uh, i i actually i used to i used to host uh, guest host uh, a show on radio it's still on it's called adults only we play glam rock all the night oh, wow. stuff so it's uh, <laughs> so cool. I, i really cool. love those uh, trash and then also glam i really love those those uh, those music yeah, trash, trash is my favorite genre Right. Thresh is far my favorite genre, yeah. Uh, so, Jesse, can you tell me a little bit about your music? Because I know that you you have an album called Black Wolf City that was like released in 2017. Was that the first uh, first release? Yeah, that was our debut. Um, we were still finding our feet. So, uh, it's kind of more of a hard rock album than a heavy metal album. There's three songs on there, uh, three, four songs that, that, that are, when you hear them, you're like, okay, these are old school metal songs. And then there's like another three or four that are more like hard rock. But at the time, we were still finding our feet. We, we did, when we started, we didn't know whether we wanted to be a glam rock band or a hard rock band or heavy metal band. Um, that's how we got the stage names. You know, we tried to do that whole, um, You know, we've all got different stage names and, we, you know, we were thinking along the lines of what Motley Crue did and, 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 and Guns N' Roses, you know, with a Slash and Axl Rose and Nikki Six and things like that. Right. Um, and then we kind of found the niche in the, in the in, you know, the, the people in the metal scene started loving us and they started taking to us. So we thought, I think, because we tried to play some gigs in the, in the rock scene and we weren't so well received. So, and then I think that kind of answered itself. So there's songs on the first album called White Death, Break the Silence, Hostage Demonica, Lilith Immortal. Those are more metal When you hear them, you hear more old school metal influences. So uh, we then took that to the second album. And then the second album is a much heavier album, much faster album, uh, much heavier, got, got a lot more power metal influences, thrash metal riffs on the verses. So, yeah. So we, I think we, we found, we've kind of found our niche now. Right. So when you say second album, that is the Cathedral Point, right? Cathedral Point, yeah, 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 yeah. We released that during the first lockdown, right? Yeah, <laughs> that that happens in 2020. I actually love, love the song. You have a song called Shapeshifter on that album. Oh yes, right? yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's an unusual one because it's 
I mean, you can hear sort of industrial and new metal influences there. Right. So, funny enough, when I wrote the vocal melody, I was inspired by the Deftones, believe it or not. You yeah. know, just 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 the way that that uh, Chino Moreno writes his his uh, his his vocal melodies. So it's it's a different song. I love playing it. It's, it goes down live so well. Yeah, maybe that's why I like it because I I actually love also Deftones. I've seen them live a few years back, so it's really oh, nice. yeah. It's uh, uh, I actually got the chance to. We had this. Uh, there was like a pre-gig before the gig, like before the show. They were like going to raffle off like some tickets for meet and greet, and they had like fifteen tickets, and only fifteen people came to that gig. So everybody got <laughs> got the ticket to like meet them. <laughs> meet the band. Wow, that's incredible. That's incredible. Yeah, that was like one of the experience. Uh, so so jesse you i i really love the the ep that you guys put out in 2020 abigail's script uh yeah, you do, you do like some amazing covers like you did holy driver rebel yell and square hammer of ghost wow uh can you tell me why decided to do a cover album like instead of doing your like originals so you know what we still busy writing for the third album and we we found obviously we're 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 a, we're a part-time band we've all got full day jobs and everything and we found that we took too long between album 1 and album 2 so we just wanted to release just new material just to keep us you know keep us relevant in the scene in the south african music scene and um the reason why we did covers is like every band at some point in their lives record a few covers you know and um We play Square Hammer, Rebel Yell, and 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 uh, Holy Diver regularly at our shows. Like we always play a cover or two in a show because we find if you're playing in a new city or you're playing to a new crowd, if you lose them, you need a cover. Because the minute someone hears a cover, they get excited, and you know nothing excites metalheads more than Holy Diver. So we decided to do that. We we thought, okay, let's do that, and then we thought, let's continue and let's actually rework some of our songs. Like we took Break the Silence and we did an acoustic version, something we thought we would never do. Right. And we were like, let's actually do something, step out of our comfort zone, because Break the Silence we wrote against child abuse, and we're like, let's give it a, a softer, a softer approach, and uh, came out beautifully. I mean, you know, if you like it, you like it. If you don't, you don't. But it's it's it came out really beautifully. And then we took, we got a song called High Tops and Bullet Belts, which is actually a song that celebrates the glory of heavy metal, and uh, right. we decided to. Do a remix, reworked synthwave version of it, which is so ironic because we took a song that glorifies metal and we did an electronic version of it. <laughs> yeah, um, cyber, like a cyber version, right? <laughs> yeah, if you can't, you see, if you can't laugh at yourself, then <laughs> I mean, we've enjoyed doing it. Obviously, they're not getting as much traction as we would have liked, but uh, we always knew that was going to be the case. But uh, people love the other. The I mean. The, The the square hammer version, for example, there's no keyboards. We sped it up by 20 beats per minute. We made it way more metal, and people love it. Yeah, you know, there's all those haters that complain that Ghost isn't metal, so we gave them a metal version of Square Hammer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's uh, yeah. I really love the how do you how you guys interpreted all these songs. Uh, your especially this one. Oh yeah, yeah. Speaking of glam, we decided we decided to give it like an '80s cutting edge, fast glam kind of. Yeah, it's like yeah. dirty. It's like if Wasp, if Wasp did Rebel Yell. Right, right, right. <laughs> uh, 
so uh, I, I I know that you guys also like there's this uh, music uh, awards in South Africa, right? They, it's called SAMA, SAMA, right? S A M M A, South African Metal Music Awards. So you guys were nominated uh, many many times, right, for that award, awards. We've received, sure, we've received a ton of nominations and we've won five, if I'm not mistaken. Right. Yeah, we've won Best Old School Act three years in a row. We've won Best Newcomer in 2016 and we've won Best Live Act. Yeah. Right. So now we're waiting for the 2021s because we should be down, hopefully, if nominated for Best Single, Best Album <clears throat> and a few other things. But yeah, right. it's been going well. I mean, look, it's... It's a small award ceremony. We're a small scene, but you know, in any time that you that you get uh, you get a little bit of love and recognition from your your fellow peers and the people that come to shows, it's cool, you know. Right, right. Uh, so, so for the Abigail script uh, that you release in twenty twenty one, how's the response? So it's it's been mixed. It's been mixed. Uh, everyone has loved our covers. But I mean, everybody that comes to our shows have heard our covers. So, you know, and, and and that was another thing, you know, often we get, we are, you know, I've been, I've been involved in some Facebook chats where people fight over who's ever recorded the best version of Rebel Yell. And so many people say, have you heard the, the version from Deadline? And I'm like, well, we don't even have a version recorded, you know, so, so now we can join the argument. So the covers have gone down well. Um, the other two has been touch and go, you know, obviously metalheads are, are very difficult to please. So some of them don't <laughs> like the synthwave and the acoustic. Others do. Others love the idea that we were able to jump out of our box and um, actually do that. So, but so far so good. We've gotten we've gotten a lot of streams on on Spotify, Deezer, Apple Music. Um, we've gotten a lot of love. A lot of um, we made. We actually this week we made the South African top forty uh, charts. Uh, uh, Rebel Yell came in at number thirty seven, which is great. Right. I mean, it's not our song, but. It's not often that a heavy metal band makes a South African top forty. So that's great. Yeah. Uh, so, so what's happening with the new album? So you're working on the third album. Where is it right now? Where are we fighting over how many songs are supposed to be in there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, listen, you know, there's nothing worse than guitarists. So they just write and write and write and write. They think that all these songs are going to make the album. <laughs> Yesterday, I was actually moaning at one of them. Um, so we've got two songs that are finished. Uh, one's called Monuments, very political, and one's called Synthetic Illusions. Um, we've got another seven or eight half-finished songs. So we next week we, we were playing a, a gig. Our drummer's actually leaving. It's his farewell. He's immigrating to the Netherlands. Right. So next week is his farewell gig, and then we're going to take some time off to see if we, if, if we can finish writing by, let's say, October. Right. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> so I got to know about South African metal scene actually when I met Devo through like Facebook. I met last year actually only just last year. Before that, I I mean I was <laughs> I, I I didn't know that there was a like a scene and there were so many bands yeah. that come comes out of South Africa. So how long have you been working with Devo? Um, I think since the beginning of 2019. So what actually happened was Judas Priest was supposed to come to South Africa, beginning right. of 2019. And yeah. we were asked to be uh, one of the official opening acts, which would have been the greatest thing in our career because Deadline started because of Judas Priest. 
really. And um, unfortunately, uh, the show had to be cancelled because of ticket sales, because South Africans are lazy. <laughs> and Devo actually came up to us, and he used to be the official photographer for, for big concerts. They're the guys that bring them over. They're like the live nation of South Africa. Right. And he was like, I've seen you guys' shows. I've seen you guys play. I've taken many photos of, your, of you guys. I think you guys are going places. And then uh, he was like, look, let me be your official manager slash PR guy. And I'm like, sweet, let's do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's a great guy. Yeah. Right. Jesse, you mentioned that uh, Judas Priest tour. So I actually saw them on that tour late 2018, December 2018. Uh, yeah. They played in Singapore. Yeah. So, uh, and, uh, you know, one funny thing is I actually... Uh, I got a tip that where, where they were staying in the which hotel they were staying. So I actually went to the hotel and I actually met <laughs> Rob Holford. <laughs> oh, wow. You're making me jealous. <laughs> yeah, at Rob Holford, Ian Hill and uh, everybody actually. <laughs> I, I, it's like amazing. <laughs> yeah, that was a great tour. I actually caught them twice in 2018. I caught them at Graspop in Belgium. And then two months later, I caught them at Wacken. Yeah. Right. What a, that was such a good show. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> so, Jesse, uh, uh, what's your message to the viewers of the podcast and also people who support you, uh, your band? To the viewers of this podcast, if you haven't checked us out, give us a chance. Go, go check us out on Spotify, Deezer, Apple Music. Follow us on Facebook. I think our Facebook page is Deadline Q9. Uh, our website is www.deadlinehmc. But I mean, you'll find us on Spotify and Apple. Check us out. Um, try break the silence and high tops and bullet belts. <laughs> and to those right. that have been following us all these years, thank you for your for your unavering support. Thank you for always being at every show. We've got a core set of fans that come to every show. They buy every shirt. They buy all the merch. They, you know, from mugs to caps to. Without them, we wouldn't be able to do this. Like I said, the scene is very small, especially. If you're an old school genre, be it power thrash or old school. So we wouldn't be able to do it without those people. So we just like to say thank you very much for making us relevant and making us feel good on stage whenever we play. Right. So uh, you mentioned that I, I read the news also on Facebook that uh, about your drummer leaving the band, uh, DC Stick. So Not you have any, any, any message to him? Well, may he find success in the Netherlands. <laughs> <laughs> and... Um, yeah, and, uh, you know, the problem with South Africa is that people are, are slowly starting to leave South Africa. Things haven't been going very well, and especially now during Corona and lockdown. So there's been a huge influx of immigration. Um, our rhythm guitarist and official uh, the founding member, uh, Raven Chaos, he immigrated in September. Mm. This is now going. Uh, one or two of the other guys, including myself, have been speaking about it. So, yeah, I mean, who knows? Maybe we'll all get to the UK or the Netherlands or Germany one day and resuscitate deadline. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, he must just keep playing drums. He mustn't forget how to play. Right. <clears throat> so, Jesse, thanks for joining the podcast. I really enjoyed talking to you. So, uh, I'm Thank looking for forward everything. to more music, you know, looking forward to your new songs. Uh, so, thank you for joining the podcast. <laughs> no, thank you for taking the time to having your... Getting questions out for me and interviewing me, I really appreciate it. Thank you, Jesse. Cheers, my man. Take it easy. Cheers, man.